Welcome to the first episode, the inaugural episode of Underdog NFL Podcast. I am hashtag Captain Kirk, hashtag Sixberg, hashtag you got mossed. Um, I am your Vikings, Steelers, and Randy Moss admin on Underdog Sports. I am Dante Ferris. And this person, this gentleman to my right here, um, well, he's not technically to my right, he's on video, but is our resident Bills admin. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I am Josh Wilson. I am hashtag circle the wagons on our NFL page. Uh, I'm excited to be here and hopefully the Bills will win this week, which they didn't do last week. All right, that's my co-host, and our guest for today is our resident Steelers and Saints admin. I am not a Steelers admin. Not Steelers, Titans and Saints admin, I'm sorry. Um, He is also one of our founders of the Underdog Sports brand. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. I am Des, and I did not catch it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It was a catch. It was a catch. It was, but... It's gonna piss off Cowboys fans, and that makes me happy. That's all that we really need in this in this life. Pissed off Cowboys but, uh, fans and the Saints leave, losing in the uh, the playoffs. No, the only two guarantees in life. Well, it's that and fun to, it's fun to piss off Cowboys fans. It is because it's so easy. No, but uh, they keep the History Channel in business. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Des. What are your tags on Underdog NFL? Uh, I'm King Me in response to Derrick Henry being the king. And three blind rests because of the 2017 NFC Championship. All righty. Now that we've introduced ourselves, let's recap week one. But first, before we get there, because we are recording this at 8.15 Eastern Standard Time and the Thursday night football game kicks off in exactly five minutes, we want to do a primetime pick early. So we're going to run through our three primetime pick games. So, Des, go ahead and open us with that Washington football team versus New York Giants. Uh, the football team in Atlanta. So, uh, Daniel Jones is still going to be Daniel Jones. Uh, he'll probably fumble at once and at least throw one interception. Uh, they've got a solid defense. I think in defense won championships, Washington wins by good nine tonight. All righty. Josh, what do you have for that first game? Uh, I've got Washington winning it. The Giants are still the Giants. Uh, I don't think they've been good in about 10 years now. And I see them losing, even though Washington has a backup quarterback, I see Washington winning by at least a touchdown. All right, I've got... I almost beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to round us out here and go three for three with this. I'm also going to pick Washington football team. The Giants are still the Giants. I think they may be the most incomplete team in the entire league. Um, They have the best shot at being the first 0-17 team. The only thing stopping them from doing that is they play in the NFC least. Um, So, I did see a step before we go to the next next game. Daniel Jones is 4-0 versus the football team. But 0 and 5 in prime time games. Wow. One of those streaks has to get. <laughs> All right. Yeah, one of those streaks has to get Yeah. <laughs> um, I, Taylor Heineke is going to be Taylor Heineke. Um, he almost beat Tom Brady, who is undoubtedly the greatest quarterback that we've ever seen play this game. Um, I, I hate to say it because I don't like Tom Brady, but I have mad respect for the man. Taylor Heineke almost beat him in prime time in the playoffs. Um, 
the the Washington football team did not get any worse by losing Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, they win. I I say by fifteen. It's over at halftime. All right, let's really? go on week or the Sunday night football game. Chiefs versus Ravens. Des, who do you have? Uh, Chiefs in a blowout. The Ravens have lost two of their top three rushers. Uh, I mean they looked they looked okay against Vegas, but that's Vegas. Like. The Raiders are still going to be the Raiders. They're the worst team in the AFC West. I think the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like Mahomes is easily the he's the quarterback of his generation. Absolutely, so I, I think he is. He is the Tom Brady of this year's or of this mention, generation. Not to mention Lamar doesn't do good um, big time games. Like, well, I don't know why we're comparing. In the I'm not sure why we're comparing a running back to a quarterback, anyways. But go off. Um, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. Chiefs went big, and it's not going to be close at any point in the game. Yeah, I think the closest it'll get is opening kickoff 0-0. I've got Chiefs in this game as well. Um, The Ravens just lost to a very lackluster Oakland Raiders team. Um, They have no run game aside from Lamar. Lamar still cannot throw the ball. He proved that on uh, Monday night. This defense is not is, is questionable at best. There are a lot of holes. There's a lot of weaknesses. Patrick Mahomes will exploit them as he has every time he's faced the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Chiefs, I'd say by 15, 20, it's going to be bad. Yeah, I've also got the Chiefs in a blowout. Uh, the Ravens lost their top two running backs. I realize they've still got Lamar Jackson, but... He can't do it all. And at the end of the day, it's the Chiefs. Uh, I see the Chiefs by at least two touchdowns. I've got a hot take when, when, if we're talking about Lamar. Kyler Murray is better and will finish the better career than Lamar. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't even say he, that's a hot take. I'd say that is a very accurate take. He, he's got the same mobility as Lamar, but he could throw the ball. He's got I a saw that on Sunday. I mean, he's got a cannon. Of an arm for a little guy like that, cannon. Oh, yeah. All right, we're gonna go Packers Lions. I'll open it up. I, I think it's the Packers, it's Lambeau Field, it's a full crowd. It is le- their first game at wait, well, no, because I guess Saints Packers was technically at Lambeau. Um, was it not? No, it was a TA, a TIA in Jacksonville. Oh, it was in Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, so it's this the first game back at Lambeau for a lot of these fans, plus the Saints were um, home anyway. And, a year and a half, almost two whole years. Um, Lambo's going to get in, be insane. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. They rebound in a big way. I, th- I say um, seven-point win over the Lions. It's never really close. The Lions get a couple garbage-time touchdowns to make it look close, but it's not. Ahead, Josh, Josh, what do you have? Uh, I'm going to pick the Lions in the upset. I think it's going to be close, but I think that the Packers are reeling after their loss, and I think that Jared Goff gets his first victory as Lions quarterback. Yeah, I'm going right. to go right there with you, Josh. I think Detroit wins. The I mean, Aaron Rodgers has ruined that locker room's atmosphere. He looked god-awful against the Saints. And then the Packers defense made James Winston look like a NFL quarterback. So that we have not seen, like, except for maybe one or two games. So I think, I'm not going to say the Lions win big, 
because they're still the lines at the end of the day. But I do think that Detroit wins five it, between five and nine points is my guess. All right. So now that we've looked at next week's games, like the primetime games for this upcoming week, let's take a look back at week one. Um, what stood out to you? We're going to start by recapping our games, um, like our teams, or we're going to recap three big games that happened this weekend, and then we'll take a look at our team's games. Um, the first one I want to take a look at, Raiders-Ravens, Monday Night Football. The Raiders looked like a legitimate NFL team. Um, their offense looked Good. And that's saying something because our offense has been stagnant for years. I don't think um, it looked good, honestly. If we're being honest, like, it looked better. It, it looked okay in the I, second half, but that I first guess, half was atrocious. Yeah, that's what I mean. Their offense looked improved. Yeah. But, but that's not something we're used to seeing in, the, in this second John Gruden era is an improvement. Like the, the Raiders have taken steps back every year, and it looks like they took a step forward this year. Um, is, is this a was Monday? I guess what I'm asking is, was Monday night a fluke, or is this a sign of what's to come this season? Can they potentially think, be a wild card team? I think it was a fluke. I think they were going to finish last in their division. The thing that helped them the most was this was their first game in Vegas with fans. So I think the crowd played a lot into it, and then the fact that. The Ravens aren't good. They they have potential, but they also have injuries. They they lost two two players to an ACL injury within two plays uh, two plays at practice just a few days before the season kicked off. It's it's going to be a long year if you're a Ravens fan, and that's unfortunate because the Orioles have already tortured the Baltimore area enough. I, I just don't. I think this was a fluke. The the Raiders got the privilege of host being the you know being at home for the first time or for the first game playing an injury riddled Packers or uh, injury riddled Baltimore team. It's it's going to be another disappointing season for the Raiders, and it's going to be the season that makes uh, people question whether or not John Gruden is going to be on the sidelines next season. Yeah, I don't know if this was more the Raiders looking good or the Ravens looking bad. I really, I thought heading into this season that the Ravens would be competing in their division. I kind of thought that AFC North would be a fun division to watch, and it still will be with the Browns and the Steelers, but with the injuries that the Ravens have, I think they're going to finish in last place. I think they'll finish behind the Bengals. Uh, so that's I don't a hot know. Take. <laughs> I don't know if that game. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know if that game was more the Raiders looking good or the Ravens looking bad. The one thing I will say negative against the Raiders this week was er, midway through the first quarter. As ironically enough, the Ravens were driving. ESPN flashed a graphic. ESPN has Monday night, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So ESPN flashed a graphic with an animated John Gruden looking very dismayed as he does on the sideline 90% of the time because he's the coach of the Raiders. Um, and he's walking through what looks like ruins of Las Vegas. 
and it flashed graphics of their defensive standings, and they're towards the bottom in every category over the last four years since Gruden took over defensively. And I think that's something to watch for the Raiders because they gave up 27 points. It's not like they held a very ailing Baltimore defense to little points. Like they, it took them overtime to beat a Baltimore offense that had one weapon the entire night. Like Mike Andrews or Mark Andrews was not a threat. Marquise Brown was a threat every now and then, but still not. And somebody in the underdog chat in the NFL chat said, it might've even been Josh that said, um, Lamar Jackson looks like somebody button mashing in Madden. Oh yeah, like, it, it doesn't. Yeah, I think that was the other Josh. It, it does. Yeah, think. it was Mag. You're right. You're right. It was Magni, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't bode well for the Raiders that they gave up 27 points against him. I mean, it, it's just that defense still looks questionable. And yes, they had pressure on Lamar against a very, a very good Ravens offensive line. But aside from that, the Raiders don't have a whole lot on defense. Their secondary is garbage. Their linebacking core is awful. And their safeties are atrocious. I think the Raiders just need to fire and start from scratch. Real, acknowledge that Derek Carr is not the quarterback for them. And then build around Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel bad for Carr because... I think Carr could be a legitimate quarterback, and he was starting to prove that under Jack Del Rio. And then they fired Del Rio to go with Gruden, and that was a terrible decision. Del Rio was the right head coach for that team, and they made a terrible decision going with Gruden. And I think Raiders fans are going to start to realize that this year. I think Gruden has had enough time to turn it around and has had nothing but steps back every season since he took the the reins, and that's a problem for him. And I think that both that signals the beginning of the end. If this isn't the last year, next year will be. Oh, 100%. Um, all right, so the next game I want to recap, big game, crazy game, um, absolutely bizarre. Let's talk Saints-Packers. Who that? Oh, man, it was... That was beautiful. I was not expecting it. Like, you have told me going into the season that the Titans would have gotten blown out by the Cardinals and the Saints would have gotten – the Saints would have blown out Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I would have told you you were crazy. Like, James Winston looks phenomenal on Sunday. And I don't know if it's because the Packers have an awful defense this year or if it was him sitting behind Drew Brees and um, Sean Payton for a year. I – Either way, James Winston looks new and improved, and it was really fun to see. And on the flip side, if you're a fan of the if you're a fan of the NFC North team, what the Saints defense did to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers more specifically was fun to watch. I, I think this might be one of the last few times that we see Aaron Rodgers play in Green Bay. Like, yeah, I'd agree with that. He's, yeah. does, he clearly doesn't want to be there. He looked uh, that's the worst game of his entire career. It, he got pulled in the or in the early in the fourth quarter for Jordan Love. I think he'll 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 be a starter on Sunday for or Monday for sure. But I don't think he finishes the game, and I think this will be the last time he's in a Green Bay uniform. Be it if he's 
hosting retired and hosting Jeopardy, or if he's playing for the Broncos. I just think that Sunday or Monday is going to be the last time he plays in Green Bay. Yeah. To me, Sunday felt very much like Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to say intentionally throwing the game because I feel like he has more respect for the game than that, but very lackluster. He just didn't care. There was no heart. There was no heart at all. And I don't know if that's because he's just done with football or if he's done with the Packers organization, but whatever it is, he needs to step away and hand the reins to Jordan Love, somebody who wants to go in there, win that job, and win games because Aaron Rodgers clearly does not. Josh, what yeah, are your I think, thoughts? I'll go ahead. Oh, Des, go ahead. I was just saying, I think the shareholders that is this, the residents of Green Bay deserve better at this point. Yeah. Like being living in Wisconsin for a little bit and um, being around Green Bay, being going to Green Bay, like it's an awesome city, full of awesome people, and they deserve better. Yeah, they absolutely deserve better. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think we'll see Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay too much longer. Uh, I think that's a game they should have won easily. But I think a combination of Jameis Winston having the game of his life and Aaron Rodgers not caring like he used to, I think is what led to that score being the way it was. And I foresee him being done sooner rather than later. Completely agree there. The last game I want to get to before we go to um, our own individual teams is Browns Chiefs. What a game. Baker Mayfield, I'm going to go first here just because I've got some thoughts. Baker Mayfield again proved he does not have it. He does not have the it factor. The the clutch gene, the... uh, He he just, he is not a fourth quarter quarterback. Honestly, at this point, I feel like it's smart for the Browns to carry two starting quarterbacks. One for the first three quarters. One for the first three quarters. And then whoever else to play the fourth quarter, because Baker Mayfield is not it. He's just not. Baker Mayfield is a great first three quarter quarterback, but he since 2018 has the lowest passer rating, the lowest yards, and is statistically the worst quarterback in the fourth quarter out of any quarterback in the league in the last since 2018. Josh, what are your thoughts on that game? So, I was shocked that the Browns... So, I'll start out by saying I expected it to be a close game. I'm not exactly surprised that it ended the way that it did. However, I'm surprised that it ended the way that it did after the first half that the Browns had. Uh, At halftime, I expected them to walk away with that win. And... They didn't. They blew it. But I wasn't too surprised that they that it was as close as it was because at the end of the day they're playing Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And I, even though I was expecting and hoping that the Browns would come away with that win, I half expected that he would come back the way that he did. Yeah. And as soon as they started scoring points, I knew 
they were going to come back and win that game because that's what the Chiefs do. Yeah. Yeah. I Two things I saw in this game. The Chiefs, still the Chiefs. The Browns, very much still the Browns. And I, 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 I'm, I'm high on the Browns. I think the Browns could be contenders for the NFC North. Even as a Steelers fan, I think it's a possibility. But the Browns are still the Browns. If you give the Browns a chance, if the Browns have a, even a remote chance to blow a game, they're going to. And yes, I understand it's Patrick Mahomes, and he is probably the most clutch quarterback we've seen since Tom Brady entered the league. But you were up 13 going into the half. You were up nine going into the fourth quarter. All you needed was one touchdown in the fourth quarter. One. You had 15 minutes to get it. And Baker Mayfield, three and out, three and out. Embarrassing interception, three and out. I I can't put it all on Baker Mayfield. The fourth quarter was abysmal for him. But where was the defense for the Browns? That like, defense has been overhyped for the last oh yeah, four dude, years. Me, I've, I have not liked Miles Garrett since college. I've always thought he was overrated, and that was partially because it was constant comparison between him and Derek Barnett in college, even though Derek Barnett had more sacks. Um, but still, like they ha- they should be a good team. But the Chiefs are a great team, and that's what the we Chiefs, saw on Sunday. Like, it was, yeah. It was a good team versus a great team, and the Chiefs are a great team. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with that. The Chiefs are still a great team, but I, I think it's time to put to bed this whole idea that the Browns could even remotely be a top five defense this year. Um, that defense disappeared when it mattered the most, and you can't do that and be a top five defense. It just doesn't work that way. Um, Let's take a look at last year's Steelers, who were the number, I think, number three overall rated offense la- or defense last year. Um, they, in that 11 0 run, multiple of them came on game saving defensive drives. Yeah. Multiple of those wins. I think like seven of those wins came because the defense stopped a team that was driving late in the fourth quarter to win with a chance to win the game. Like, that, that is what you need from a defense to be a top five defense. And the Browns just, they aren't there. And I think the Browns are legitimate contenders this year to win the division. I think the Browns are legitimate contenders, dark horses to make the Super Bowl. I don't think they even have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. I, there's a very slim shot to make it. I don't think they have a shot to win it. And Browns fans are convinced they're Super Bowl contenders. They're just not. I'm gonna be, I think the NFC North or AFC North is wide open. Like the, the Browns looks like, like they, they look like they can be good, but it's hard to tell when they're playing a team like the Chiefs. And then, I mean, every team looked, looked vulnerable, but the team that shocked me the most was the Bengals. Like, I, I wasn't expecting Joe Burrow to go in there and just whip it out and be like, all right, I'm taking over. I, I'm making up for last season. And I'm not saying the, the Bengals are going to win. The NFC North, I wouldn't be shocked. It, it wouldn't surprise me, but that leads me right into what where I wanted to go next, the next game. So we touched on um, 
all of those games. Now we're going to go into individual games. And the one I want to talk about most. So we're going to go with my Vikings first. Then we'll follow that up with Dez's Titans. And then Josh and I will duke it out over the Bills and Steelers game. But first I want to talk about the Vikings Bengals. Let's get this hype train rolling. Fire Zimmer. I mean, come on. Poor game management. No, Very few the average depth of target for Kirk Cousins was 7.3 yards. Like, are, are you kidding me? That man has a rocket for an arm. There is nothing that man can do well. But the one thing he can do well is throw a ball 50 yards downfield on an absolute rope. You have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who are both deep threats. And our average depth of target was 7.3 yards. And it's not like, like having watched that game, it's not like he was just missing wide open throws. It's because Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson ran a whole lot of slot or slants. Like they got the Michael Thomas treatment all game long. And it just, it, it sucked because we had the secondary for the Bengals burnt on the three deep throws, three, three deep balls we threw. He overthrew one, which was just pregame jitters or was just, week one jitters um it was like early in the first quarter he overthrew a ball like 30 some yards downfield and it was just it, it is what it is you accept that from Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins will nine times out of ten hit that throw so you accept the one time out of ten that he misses it um you got um and then the other two were hits that were like 35 plus yards downfield and then everything else was within the the first down marker, like no throw past the first down marker other than those three. It was just ridiculous. And I think it comes down to a terrible play calling. It comes down to a lack of knowledge of our playbook, which also boils down to coaching. And we had eight or 17 penalties for 180 some yards. But it looks like it's a lack of trust in your quarterback as well. Yeah. And that's ridiculous because we paid him $84 million a year for four years. Like, if we're going to pay that man that much money, trust him. Let him run your offense. Or trade him. Like, the the Niners wanted Cousins this summer. Why did we not trade him if we don't trust him? You know? And that just that falls back on Zimmer and Zimmer wanting to prove that he was right when he made the call for just, or for Kirk Cousins. And he was wrong. Just accept that you were wrong. Move on from Cousins. It's over. Like Cousins is not our guy. Um, but the eighteen penalties for a hundred or seventeen penalties for hundred and eighty plus yards, that's gotta be fixed. That's on Zimmer. That is one hundred percent on Zimmer and a lack of preparation. Um excuse me. Um <laughs> on Zimmer, lack of preparation. It just it needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed now. I have a really bad feeling we have another one and five start. Zimmer's fired by the um by week, but we'll talk about that later in the next segment. All right, Des, let's talk Saints or Titans Cardinals. Uh, this, this part's gonna have to cut, get cut out. Should, should I use my the line I used last time? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Cool. All right, yeah. let's, let's just <laughs> go back again. Um, right. Zimmer's gonna have to be fired. Des, let's talk Cardinals Titans. What does a bad actress, a cokehead, and the Titans all have in common? What's they that? all need a damn line. <laughs> <laughs> I like that quality. That's good. That, That's good. Like, God, I love Taylor Luan. He's easily one of my favorite players, not only on the Titans, but in the league. He's just a fun guy. 
And he also replied to me on Instagram, which, which you know, that helps. But uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, Noel and Chandler Jones to have five sacks against you is horrible. He's not a bad um, – he's not a bad lineman by any means. But on anybody to have five sacks in one game against you is horrible. Like, and honestly, if, it, if we could have balked – if we could have just held our blocks longer, I, I think the Titans win – big but when you don't give Tannehill enough time to uh, throw the ball or like you know so um, AJ Brown and Julio Jones can get open downfield which they're going to they're two of the best receivers in the league so they're going to get open just get, gotta go in a second and you don't give Derrick Henry any holes to run through it's not gonna be uh, you see there we saw the results I think this game was a fluke like if you look at stats I think I want to say J.J. Watt in his career has like 29 sacks against the Titans alone. So I think what happened was we overprepared for J.J. Watt, tried to slow him down, and Chandler Jones just he, he made up for the lack of attention and just tormented us in the backfield all game long. I, I do find it. I do find ahead. it funny that J.J. Watt leaves your division and yet somehow he's still oh, yeah, week one. Week one. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> the the schedule I, makers 100% knew what was going to happen in free agency and said, absolutely, we're going to fuck with the Titans this week. Thank God Deshaun Watson wasn't there, because he also has the tendency to burn us if he has any help whatsoever. Yeah, but, Deshaun Watson's uh, just a generally terrible human being, and I hope he never plays another game of football. Says, but, says the Steelers fan. Hey. Yeah, I mean... What's Ben Roethlisberger, 2-0? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. That's actually, hey, you watch that. You watch yourself there. Kobe Bryant did not do that. I will that stand by that. I will die on that hill. <laughs> I will die on that hill. But, uh, I mean, I think we bounced back this week. The Seahawks aren't an easy team to beat at all. But, uh, clearly, we saw that the line needs help. I think they only... Uh, I think I was listening. They, they only played seven total snaps as a um, offense. No, they, they hadn't even done that because AJ Brown was out all preseason. So that was the first time that you know our starters have played together since we'd you know acquired who um, and uh, bo- try to bolster our line. And I think week one is a fluke. Our defense still sucks. It's going to suck until we get a new defensive coordinator. But Dupree was better as a Steeler. He's coming off an ACL. I mean, still, we need yeah, defense. No, absolutely. Like, I, I don't. If I'm not saying we don't have one, I think Vrabel is in charge of it, and I think he needs to focus on coaching, like being the head coach. And we need to hire a defense coordinator. It's it's it killed us last season. It's going to kill us this season. The only difference was our line could somewhat walk last year. Yeah, I think the key against the. Uh, um, Seahawks is Derrick Henry remembering that Earl Thomas at one point played for the Seahawks and he gives the entire Seahawks defense the Earl Thomas treatment and turns him turns the entire Seahawks defense into a blocker for himself because that will forever be my favorite Derrick Henry moment <laughs> when he turned Earl Thomas into a blocker. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was a beautiful playoff run, man. Oh, man. What a game. All right. Um, so now that we've touched on Titans and Cardinals, um, Josh, how about we discuss 
Bills Steelers. So for any of you who are Adam or big fans of the underdog family of um, pages, you will have seen that Josh posted was that Wednesday or Tuesday? This uh, week? Monday, I think it was Monday. Yeah, or Tuesday. Monday, Monday or Tuesday this week. Josh posted a meme, except it didn't have his normal badge. It had it was a meme with with a guy holding a sign that said the Bills will still finish thirteen and three or thirteen and four, whatever it was. Um, and he had a badge on it that happened to say hashtag Harris of all with a picture of James or of uh, Najee Harris's smiling mug on the front. So Josh, how about you tell us a little bit about how you earned said badge? So Dante and I had a badge bet, one which I actually made. I asked him if he wanted to bet with me. So The loser of said game takes a badge that the winner designs. So I have to use that ugly badge all week long. Until his bills kick off Sunday at 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. Yes. So Uh, Sunday's game was very disappointing. It did not go at all the way that I expected it to go. I think one reason is actually one thing I'd like to talk on about the league as a whole, because I saw it in a lot of the games. Uh, I don't think the teams prepared their starters enough in preseason. Uh, I think think that's a legitimate issue. I think uh, you have a point there because the Vikings never had their starting wide receivers. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen only played, I think, a combined seven snaps with uh, Kirk Cousins in three games. So I, I think that's very much a real issue that there's a lot to talk about with that. Yeah, I mean, so one of the Bills' biggest problems that I saw was the timing seemed to be off between Josh Allen and uh, his receivers. There were a lot of balls that were either just underthrown or just a little bit overthrown or the receivers just dropped. And I realize that'll happen in any game, but uh, in-game snaps, whether it be preseason or regular season, is better than practice snaps. And I just don't think that the starters got enough opportunity. Uh I also do think that Steelers' defense was better than I thought it would be. I'll give you credit on that. So I don't want to take away from the game they played, but I think a big part of the final score was just that the Bills were not prepared for week one. So hopefully next week against the Dolphins, uh, they can figure it out. Because 0-2 would not be a good start are you from canada josh natural like my birth yes I could yeah tell. i was born in ottawa uh, i could tell just by the way you say out <laughs> 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 all right I, I i agree with a lot of what you said on the bills um i thought josh allen i, I want to give josh allen more credit for that game than you do um josh allen played a hell of a game he really did 
I mean, he looks like a young, a future MVP. He really does. He looks a lot like himself from last year. Um, I think he, everybody was saying, what's he going to look like when crowds come back into stadiums? And I don't think that's going to be a problem for him. He's played with crowds in stadiums before, and he looked good. 2019, when they challenged the Patriots in Brady's last season in New England for the division, he looked good. He looked good all season long. Um, I I genuinely think um, he's going to have a very good year this year. I think he looked a lot better than Pro Football Focus said he did. He got a – I think his grade was middle of the pack. I think he looked a lot better than that. Um, I just think a lot of credit needs to be given to that Steelers defense. That Steelers defense stepped up in big ways. Um, I said in the chat earlier this week that – the Bills beat us last year because of a lack of a run game. And I said that was going to be the difference this year. I was wrong. Um, the Bills' run game stepped up. The Bills played incredibly well on offense. The Steelers' defense was just too much. I, the, uh, um, we were talking before this about a play um, where TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, and Isaiah are uh, – Tyson Alulu were all three like physically tackled by offensive linemen. And somehow Melvin Ingram the third still got to Josh Allen and got a sack to force a big fourth down. Like there was holding all day. And we blitzed only three times in the entire game. Like so that that defensive front four is just phenomenal. And they're gonna get pressures on all sorts of quarterbacks this season. And it just it is what it is. I mean, that's something that teams are going to have to game plan for, and I feel bad for Josh Allen because he had to face an elite pass rush, week one. Week one. Yeah, and so um, he's going to adapt. He's going to be all right. Um, I really look forward to this matchup in January. I hope we end up playing at some point in the playoffs. It'll be a good game, win or lose. Um, uh, and I look and forward to another badge bet. this time. Yes, sir. The number. All righty. Um, so now that we've touched on <laughs> recaps from last week's games, let's go to the next segment. It's something I will do be doing weekly, and it is called Dante's Weekly Overreactions. Um, so what this is, is I take a scenario from the prior week, and I overreact to it, just as the title obviously communicates. Um, this week, I've got two positive overreactions and a negative overreaction. I'm going to start with the Vikings. We're 0-1. Um, last season, the Vikings started 1-5 going into their bye week 7. This year, they have a week uh, bye week 7 as well. We opened the season with the loss to the Bengals. That's frustrating in and of itself because it's the Bengals. I mean, come on. They were one of the league's most disappointing teams last year. They've been disappointing for years. I mean, two years ago, there was a man sleeping, like living on the roof of his restaurant until the Bengals won a game. And he went well into December before he was able to come off of his rooftop because the Bengals were winless into December. I mean, this is a very disappointing franchise as a whole. Their best quarterback of all time would probably be, well, I'm not even going to Yeah, I would say Carson Palmer, and he was a disappointment in Cincinnati. Yeah, he, went, he didn't well. get good until he got to Arizona. Yeah. Um, and I, I would genuinely say he's the best quarterback of all time for them. They're just the disappointment of a franchise. The Vikings lost to them week one. Um, Joe Burrow is good. 
I think Joe Burrow will take that title as best quarterback in franchise history eventually. He's just not there yet. The the Vikings had 17 penalties for 180 plus yards. That's frustrating. The Vikings looked like garbage. The Vikings will start 0 and 4. They will be 1 and 5 going into their bye week yet again. And during the bye week, Mike Zimmer will get fired. That is my Vikings overreaction for the week. Let's move to the my second overreaction for the week. The Broncos beat the ever-living snot out of tonight's Thursday night football team, the Giants. My overreaction to them is that those Broncos are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. They are a quarterback short of winning the Super Bowl, and they will be a dark horse to win their division and make an AFC championship appearance. I think the Broncos are genuine Super Bowl contenders right now, even with Teddy Two Gloves. My third overreaction for the week comes with the Steelers. Of course, I touched on my two favorite teams for the week because it's week one, and why not, you know? That Steelers defense looked phenomenal on Sunday afternoon. And I would venture to say that that Steelers defense come the end of the season will be ranked as a top five all-time Steelers defense, rivaling some Steel Curtain era defenses. Those are my three weekly overreactions. Let's get your reactions, guys. Josh, you can go ahead. All right. So for the first one, it was uh, the Vikings. Oh, Zimmer getting fired. Um I agree with you. I could legitimately see the Vikings being 0-4 and then beating the Lions at home and then losing to the Panthers going into the bye being 1-5. and And I don't think Zimmer would survive that a second year in a row. So I do think you're correct on that one. The Broncos, I'm not buying because... The Bills, Browns, and Chiefs will be fighting for the top spot in the AFC. The Broncos aren't going to topple the Chiefs, so they'll be a wild card team. So I just don't see them. I mean, they're going to have to go into one of those three places and win the first week of the playoffs, and I don't see that. Um. The Steelers could be, but I want to see more of them before I uh, buy or sell on that because it was an off game for the Bills, but I don't want to take credit away from them. I do think they're going to be good. So I guess I need to see more on that one. I guess we'll start with the Vikings as well. It wouldn't shock me to see them start off the season one and five. It also wouldn't shock me to see them start off the season five and one. Yeah, they've got a gauntlet of a schedule, but they also have a good team on paper. And yeah, I know favor doesn't win championships, but you, you know they've got good, they've got talent there. If they do end up going one five and fire Zimmer, I think it's time to either commit to building Keelan Mond as your quarterback or just tank and hope to God that JT Shroud shows up for the Ohio State and doesn't continue to suck like he has and draft him and build around him. 
but I, would like, way, I think the season is a decision time. I would like to say, oh, absolutely, this season needs a decision. I would like to say that if Mike Zimmer gets fired and Eric Bieniemy is not our head coach come next season, I will riot. Jim Harbaugh could come back to the NFL. Absolutely not. Nope, nope. I will not watch another Vikings football game if Jim Harbaugh is my head coach. <laughs> absolutely not. But uh, I'll go ahead and tell you how you're wrong on Denver. Uh, I mean, they they play in the same division as the Chiefs. That's you're you're not going to win that division right now. Mahomes is in his prime. He's got weapons around him. He's got a solid defense. And yeah, even if the Broncos trade for Aaron Rodgers, it's still not going to be enough. It, there's just too many good teams in the a- AFC for them to be legitimate contenders, in my opinion. Like Josh already said, you're going to have to. They're going to be a wild card team. I can I can see that all day. But then they're going to have to, if they win that wild card game, they're going to have to go into Kansas City, which is always a hostile crowd, or they're going to have to go into freaking Buffalo in January, and that's never a fun time, even if you live in Buffalo. Oh, I will say that some of the funnest games I've ever been to are Buffalo in December or January. I, mean, I don't doubt it. Like, chances are they're like it, it's going to be a wide out, and yeah, you know, Broncos playing in Denver, they're not, they're not uh, shocked by the cold. It gets cold out there, but it doesn't get Buffalo cold. Their fans aren't no. show up. The fans don't show up in freaking busloads like Buffalo does, and. You you can't deny jump that through tables and exactly like Buffalo's got the best fan fan base in the league and you can't it's hard to argue that I, yeah. I think yeah they'll they'll make the wild card that's a given they've got a great team if they can stay healthy uh, Judy Jerry Judy did just go down for an ex- extended period of time so I mean that's gonna be the thing like the, I think the reason they make playoffs last year is because um Cor- yeah Corwin Sutton was out for the season. Their team struggles to stay healthy. If they can get a quarterback, yeah, they're definitely going to make the playoffs, regardless of if they um, lose out on Jerry Judy for the season. I think uh, Sutton can can carry that load with the with the right quarterback. But I mean, like I said, you're you're going to have to win uh, win the wild card. And chances are, if you play the wild card, you're either going to play you're probably going to end up playing like a team like the Titans or the Browns who aren't easy teams to beat. And then if you can find a way to win there, you're going to have to play Kansas City or Buffalo in in their home crowd. That's just not that's not a recipe for success. So, yes, the Broncos can't make playoffs. No, they are not Super Bowl favorites. No, they're not favorites for the division. I think they'll finish second in the division because the Raiders are the Raiders. And Justin Herbert, I'm calling it right now, he's going to have a sophomore slump. So... And in response to the um, Steelers, like it's it's possible it's week one, it's early to tell, but they did shut down a really good Bills offense. And Josh Allen is legitimately, I think, a top five quarterback in the league. I'd so, say top two, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to put him above Brady or Mahomes. I'd say Brady is third. Um, Brady's great, but Brady did not look like prime time Brady. No, he didn't. He didn't. Oh, last year, he didn't look at his best either, and they still won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but so I, I don't know. I think I, I'd say it's Mahomes, Allen, Brady, but you can put those three in any order you want to, and it'd still be accurate. 
I mean, Regardless, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. All I mean, right. You can't argue that. All righty. Directly into game of the week. All right, Josh, now that we finished with overreactions, our next segment up is your game of the week, where you will preview every week your pick for game of the week in a must-watch matchup. What is your game of the week this week? Okay, so I'm going to be a little bit of a homer this week and go with Bill's Dolphins. Uh, this is going to be huge in the AFC East race. Last year, the division came down to three games, which I realize isn't exactly close, but it's not winning the division by a long shot either. Um, and we get Tua in his second year. I think he's kind of figured some stuff out. I don't foresee a sophomore sophomore slump from him. Uh I do, however, think the Bills will rebound. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that Josh Allen comes out with a strong performance. I agree he didn't look terrible on Sunday, but he needs to look better. Um, so this is my game of the week. Uh, I am predicting the Bills will win by uh, seven. All right. Um, I, Bills, Dolphins. I mean, this is a division between the Bills and Dolphins this year. Yep, I think 100%. it'll come down to week 16, week 15 or 16 before it's decided one way or another. Um, the only problem I foresee with the Dolphins right now is before we started recording, Josh and I, and Des a little bit, he hopped in at the tail end, but we were talking about uh, the history of left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL. There are three on that list who had legitimately solid careers. That was um, Michael Vick. It was, and then the only two that are Hall of Famers are Steve Young and Ken Stabler. I mean, there's only been three in the history. Like, we, we just celebrated 100, 100 years or 150 years of the NFL? 100 years. Uh, 100. 100 years of the NFL, 150 of college football. Um. We just celebrated 100 years, and there's only been three that have had legitimate, lengthy careers where they accomplished things in the NFL. I mean, the the future looks kind of bleak if you're a left-handed quarterback, and Tua is. I think that's something we've got to look at. Um, defenses seem to be able to figure out left-handed quarterbacks relatively easily. I don't, I don't know think if it's, it's defenses figuring them out. I think it's just I think it's more so receivers not being able to catch the ball because it go, it spins differently. That's what I've yeah. heard a lot. I get, they complain because the ball spins uh, the opposite direction. Yeah. So I think that's a something to look at with Tua. I am not certain that he's the um, quarterback of the future. And I think that is compounded by the fact that Brian Flores, who told his team Tua is our quarterback going forward, um, also actively reached out to the Texans trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, <laughs> could you not? <laughs> She's <laughs> mocking me over here sitting on my bed. <laughs> um, let me go back. and I think that's also compounded by the fact that uh, Brian Flores, who openly told his team, Tua is our quarterback, then literal hours later, news breaks that he contacted the Texans 
about potentially trading for Deshaun Watson and what it would take to get him. I, it, that just shows me that the organization is not sold to as their quarterback. That shows me that um, the head coach is not sold to as their quarterback. I, I think it, it's going to be a matter of time before two is out in um, Miami and somebody else is in. But maybe Tua surprises and he shows us something this week. I take Bills by – I'm going to go nine. I'm calling Miami in the upset. I think Oof. the Bills are the Bills are a great team, but I like Tua. And I don't like Alabama players as a Tennessee fan. Like, as a UT fan, I hate that school. I hate the state as a whole. But there are three Alabama players that I like, and Tua happens to be one of them. I think – uh, the, the Dolphins excite me. They've got a young team that's got a ton of potential. I could be wrong. It wouldn't shock me if I was wrong. But I do like the Dolphins in this matchup. Dolphins by three. Home field advantage plays, plays a lot. Yeah, I mean, they are going into Miami where it's going to be hot. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're in the hottest month of the year right now. Statistically, it's... The- the only awesome. thing that concerns the only thing that concerns with this Dolphins team is lack of experience. Like, yeah, they don't really have a whole lot of veteran presence. The so, thing is, my or Miami has the most to gain. Buffalo has the most to lose. Yep. If Buffalo goes zero and two, I think that's basically the nail in the coffin for their division chances. I I don't I wouldn't say I, that, but I think it does set the tone. This game does set the tone for the Dolphins uh, as a season, and it yeah, and it goes a long way as to see if Buffalo is a legitimate contender or not. Yeah, I want Buffalo to beat the snot out of Miami to prove that Buffalo that it was not a fluke that the that the Steelers beat the Bills and that the Bills haven't taken a step back, and that's why the Steelers beat them. But at the same time, every ounce of me wants to see the Dolphins take that next step forward. Um, you guys are I, killing me. Uh, <laughs> the way you do, but, the but way I still fun when the Dolphins are good. I, I still take um, the Bills by nine. I just I think Allen figures it out this week. I think the defense steps up much like they did last week. I, I just don't think Tua has the answers for the Bills defense, and it's over by the end of the third quarter. If uh, the uh... Dolphins win, I'm never going to hear the end of it from my wife's family because Ooh. they're from Miami and most yeah, of you them better, are You better Finns start fans. praying, buddy. You better start praying. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and preview the week ahead. We're going to pick – each of us are going to talk about a couple games that we find exciting. I'm going to go ahead and start. The one that intrigues me the most just is started. how – What? Yeah, yeah that, that's why we started talking about the Dolphins and the Bills. Yeah, that's Josh's game of the week. Now yeah, we're just let's previewing the week ahead. We're previewing the week ahead. It's two different segments. Yeah. I didn't get a game of the week. Fuck. No, jo- that's yeah. Josh's segment is game that's of the week. segment oh. of the host. Okay, okay. That's okay. his signature segment. Was... You'll get a preview a week of the week ahead. You'll get okay. to pick your game that excites you this week. Don't worry. You can I still get excited. A game that I think is a must-watch game is Cowboys-Chargers. Um, Cowboys coming off of a close loss to a very good Bucks team, and the Chargers looking absolutely phenomenal on Sunday. Um, I think it's must-watch football. 
I take Cowboys by three. I can see it. But at the same time, like, I know it's not a big game as far as, like, national TV goes. But I think it's a big game for both teams. And Dak and Zeke don't show up in big games. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think this is the game that starts to turn that around. Josh, what games are you, what other game aside from Bills Dolphins are you looking forward to this week? Uh, the Buccaneers and the Falcons. Uh, I do think that the Falcons could potentially uh, contend in that division. Um, I understand that the Bucks still have Tom Brady. Even though he's 44, I mean, he's a good 44. Um, I think with Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley, I just, I think the Falcons could potentially contend, and I'm looking forward to see that divisional matchup. Uh, I do think the Falcons need a better running back, but that's really the only weak spot in their game uh, is the fact that their running back their leading rusher this past weekend was Cordero Patterson with 54 <laughs> yards. For you those know. of you who don't know who Cordero Patterson is, he was a former early round draft pick for the Vikings. He was supposed to be the answer to our wide receiver three problems. He was supposed to be the second coming of Randy Moss. He was While he was the greatest kick returner and punt returner in the history of the Minnesota Vikings, that man could not catch a football to save his life. He spent some time with the um, Bears, where he oh, also Bears. tormented the Vikings as a returner. Um, but... It's funny because he started to make the transition to running back late last year. And this man is like 6'4", 6'5". So he's a big dude, like 250-some pounds. Big dude. And now he's playing running back. I love to see it. Uh, I know Dez is a Tennessee fan, loves to see it. This is just must-watch football. Cordero Patterson, massive dude running the football. Love to see it. Let's see more of it. 2,000-yard rushing season. That's all I want from him. All right, Des, what is a game you're looking forward to this week? I'm going to be a homer. I think the Saints and Panthers are going to be it's going to be a fun game to watch. I really think that Sam Darnold is going to do really well in Carolina cuz any I mean he he looked like crap because he played under Adam Gase and we know how great Adam Gase is as a coach. <laughs> so <laughs> I think this is for Sam Darnold, it's another Ryan Tannehill situation where he leaves Adam Gase for he's traded from the Adam Gase system for a team that plays in a weird division to predict, um, and then on a team that has arguably a top, one of the top three running backs in the league. So that you know, it's hard not to see the similarities in the two, and then looking at the Saints. Jameis Winston looked phenomenal against the Packers, and it's going to be interesting to see if it was just a week one fluke or if Jameis actually learned under Drew Brees and if Sean Payton is the right system for him. It might not be a close game because the Panthers are still the Panthers, but I think it's going to be an interesting one nonetheless just to see where the teams are as, you know, 
early in the season and if week ones were flukes because the Packers are, may be awful this year and then the Panthers play the Jets and, well, we know how great the Jets are. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. That's all I got with that. Yep. <laughs> Um, so we touched on, Josh touched on the Bills, Dolphins, Dez touched on Saints and Panthers. Um, I'm going to go ahead and touch on, what? So don't tell the Catholic community I touched on Saints. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go ahead and touch on Vikings, Cardinals. I think the Cardinals beat us by 14. I don't think it's even close. This game will be over before halftime. And unlike the Browns, the Cardinals are not going to blow it. And then the Steelers Raiders, I say the Steelers win by 17. I don't think it's even close. I really don't. Um, the Raiders are not that great. Monday night was a fluke, and we will go, or that will just be quite obvious. Um, so, yeah, Josh, or Josh already touched on Bills. Des, go ahead and touch on the Titans Seahawks real quick. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Like, it's going to be fun to watch DK Metcalf versus um, AJ Brown all game. Um, two absolute studs out of Ole Miss. Both teams are definitely glad that they uh, picked up in the draft. If the Titans can block some guys, I think it's going to be a great game. If our line fails us again, I think Seahawks are going to blow us out because you can't win without an offensive line. Yeah. But... It's going to be interesting to see how the Titans do because if we can't get some blocking, I think it's a blowout the other way. The, the Saints de- or the Seahawks defense does not impress me. They're not the Legion of Boom anymore. And I think there's a lot of holes, especially in that secondary. And yeah. you playing a team like the Titans where you have Julio Jones and AJ Brown on, on either side, that's not a good, that's not good if you've got holes in your secondary. And then even if you stop them, you Ideally, Derrick Henry's there just to bulldoze his way through. So it's I don't think it's going to be close. Either Titans get blown out or they blow the Seahawks out. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting nonetheless. All righty. Well, that's going to wrap it for our week. Um, we talked about a lot today. If you liked what you heard and you want to join our underdog family, go ahead and shoot us a message on any of our underdog in any of the underdog pages within our family of sports, we have underdog NCAA, underdog NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB, and NASCAR. Go ahead and shoot any of those pages a message, and we will guide you in the right direction to find your future home with the underdog family. Um, we thank you again for joining us. I am, I am Captain Kirk, and hashtag Sixburg. Representing the Vikings and Steelers, I'm also I can also be found as under hashtag you got mossed re- representing legend Randy Moss. This is my co-host Josh Wilson. What is your tags again? Uh, I am hashtag circle the wagons representing the Buffalo Bills. And our guest this week, resident Titans and Saints admin Des. What are your tags? King me and three blind breaths. And you can find us all on a numerous um us uh, underdog sports pages amongst our family of pages go ahead and check us out and if you aren't already like don't already like our pages go ahead and give our pages a like we'll see you here at the same time next week have a good week